Hello, 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 and welcome to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. Tonight's episode, What Are They Doing Now? The COVID Edition. Kitty Rebellion returns. TikTok loves Kitty, and so do we. We're so grateful she is now a regular on the show. Princess Erin Dawn, screenwriter, opera singer, life coach, and lover of dogs. Nikki M., accomplished musician, YouTube vlogger, and codependency survivor. And Lisa Lisa from the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. She's also a hairstylist in Riverview and is the most recent cast member to have COVID-19. She's all better now, so don't worry. And then there's me, Edith the Host. Come and hang out with the cast as we revisit the last two years and discuss how it's affected the world and everyone in it. There are so many emotions concerning what is going on right now and the current state of affairs with COVID-19 and how we are all navigating through this life. Thank you for joining the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 my darling. How are you, sweetheart? Hello, my fellow Naked Onion. I am doing okay. How are you doing this fine Monday? I am, I don't know, I'm doing pretty great. Oh, that's good. I I like that. I haven't worked in a month. (laughs) Did you get to work this past weekend? Sort of. My job kind of did did uh i mean and they they're doing a takeover right so the company got sold and they got bought and now there's no patients so they're trying to find work for us and i've literally been licking stamps (laughs) wow oh my goodness well i just found out today that i have to return to the office as of march 28th and i am not how do you feel about that? Hello. Oh, hello, Kitty Cat. <laughs> How are you, darling? Wonderful. How fabulous. I hope you are, darling. <laughs> so happy to be here with you. Oh, I'm happy you're here, too. So happy. It's a breath of fresh air. It yeah. is a breath of fresh air. I'm super excited. I'm, I'm sweaty in my armpits and... <laughs> Can I say it? My nipples are hard. It's very uncomfortable. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like uh, it. Uh, oh, Edith, you get me every time with this. Oh, my God. Well, both of you. Both of you. So oh dirty. God. God. And we, I need more of it. Crack me up. I love it. I love it. I, I love, love how honest and blunt and you just put it out there. I love that. Can I can I just say that if I'm not honest, I feel like I'm doing all of my friends a disservice. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, you know? to answer your question, Edith, I am not happy about having to return to the office. Oh, I am yeah. very oh. devastated. That would be the oh. word. When did this happen? today oh yeah so they were like oh yeah you're so march 28th you're 
you're back in the office and the, you know, um, I mean, it's like a skeleton crew. So it's, okay. I mean, it, I'm not going to be like, in a you know, general pop, you know, type situation, but it, it's, I'm still pissed. I, I'm very pissed. I'm going to have to pay $569 in puppy daycare for him oh, for a month. Oh, yeah. It's just a lot. I'm just not happy. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. How are you, Heifer? Hey, Heifer. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Nikki. This is my girlfriend, Nikki, and she is going to be on the podcast. And then we've got Krista is going to be on the podcast. And then um, Lisa and her girlfriend are going to be on the podcast. So I thought we could just go and like do a quick little intro each one of us of who we are or who we think we are <laughs> how's that <laughs> love it and Found. i'll start okay how's that take it away so my name is edith ivy rosenblatt aka kim i am a nurse by day a podcaster and people lover by night I love animals. I absolutely adore sarcasm. And I believe everybody has an opinion and I'll listen. It doesn't mean I'll agree. How's that? Nice. Yeah. Well, yes. Yay. Next. Who's next? <laughs> Kitty cat, you go. Oh, Kitty, absolutely. absolutely. Hi, Kitty Rebellion right here. Very passionate about destroying diet culture. I lived it for almost 40 years and I see the devastation that it does to women. So I got myself out of it and it is now my purpose and my mission to help all women when it comes to diet culture. Uh, Currently, I am a caregiver to my father and um, making a lot of TikToks and sharing a lot of myself. And like you said, Edith, if, if I'm not honest, if I'm not blunt, if I don't put it out there, I don't feel like I'm being authentic. So brilliant. There you go. Brilliant. We love you. We love you, kitty cat. You. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I am Erin Dawn Musica. I am a screenwriter by night. I am an email administrator by day. And I live by the motto, say what you mean, mean what you say, don't say it mean. Oh, I like that. That's good. Oh. Very good. I too want to fuck diet culture up the ass. Exactly. Let's say it. All of us. All of us. Screw it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Nikki, what about you, girl? Well, I yeah, we know you're retired, honey, but who do you identify as? Who is your most colorful character, sweetie? I am a show off and a ham. <laughs> My favorite place is being on stage. Um, I like doing music live for people. Mostly people shut ins who can't get out. Um, and I like making them laugh. Hmm. 
Aww. And I'm probably one of the craziest people you'll ever meet. And the kindest. Yeah. One of the oh. kindest. And, oh, the, and the most authentic, beautiful, loving human being. Oh, thank you. I can verify that. Aww. So we'll get started because um, the other three are probably doing their thing. God knows what. Um, I just told everybody to be impromptu and arrive when when you can so i um this episode is the covid episode kind of updating what everybody's experienced Mm -hmm. you know i don't know about you guys but i feel like i am an entirely different person yes oh yeah i hear that absolutely yeah Right. I mean, I there's just Kitty. Yeah. You, I have to say, what what episode was it? You said something. Be the changed or something like that, and it brought me. I asked you so many questions, and it gave me this awareness of how codependent I fucking was. I've been there. I, I get it. I... But how unaware. Unaware that I needed approval. Unaware that I needed people to accept what I said or like what I do. Or, you know, if I have an opinion, accept my opinion. People don't have to accept shit from me. <laughs> <laughs> right it goes both ways right it goes both ways yeah well yeah of course and but that- it's more comfortable when I accept that that's not going to be what people do when it comes to me mm-hmm. they're just not mm-hmm. well not everybody you know mm-hmm. A- absolutely uh, be the change um, I found myself waiting and waiting and waiting for Monday, waiting for the first of the month, waiting for somebody to come along and show me waiting and waiting. And and I'm like, I can't wait any longer. Mm -hmm. I cannot Mm -hmm. one more second because of, uh, I want to say fairy tales. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Save you. This man's going to come along and save you. And Mel Robbins, right? Nobody's coming. (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 I think I've heard that. Literally nobody's coming. So that's where be the change comes is be the change you want to see in the world and don't ask for permission to do it. Just do it. Waiting for permission to be yourself. You'll be waiting forever. Oh my God. Right. Exactly. Hence why I do what I do. You're, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. I have a nine year chip from codependence anonymous. And for the first we don't know we're codependent. For the first eight years, I was in denial. Um, <clears throat> we don't know we're codependent until somebody who knows us better than we do shows us. Mm-hmm. Um, then we start to get a handle on who we are and and what we've done and what we can do about it. Um, and... And I will say that, that waiting is a fool's game. Um, there is no one coming to save us. There is, however, a teacher coming. There's always a teacher coming. 
and the teacher can be anyone. Um, and that's that, I'll I'll leave that lying there. <laughs> no, that you are on point, Nikki. I mean, you you don't realize you're doing it when. Yeah. Okay. For an example, I, you know, I felt like, oh, I've got to have somebody walk the dog. Somebody's got to walk the dog, walk Thurston while I'm at work. Oh my God. You know, I'm so attached to this animal and, and this is no reflection on you, Aaron at all. And your situation with your dog. Um, when it, when I'd be gone, I'd have my neighbor do it or it was just this paranoid thing that I had going on in my own mind. And then I finally, I was like, you know what? If he pees on the tile, so be it. That's the way I looked at it. And do you know that? I'm sorry. Sorry. This is Lisa. I said pees on the tiles. Oh yeah. Hey Lisa. Hey Hey, beautiful. Sorry, go ahead. I just heard peas on the towels and I had to give my two cents. Oh, it was my dog, right? Like I, I, we were talking about codependency. <laughs> She's I was not talking about her to husband. my dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like a gray area. Go ahead. Sorry, beautiful. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you've got to introduce yourself. We were we were going around in a in a circle introducing ourselves. So Lisa Lisa. I was on a podcast with her, um, Dinner with Schmucks. Yes, yes, ma'am, we were. We had, yes, yes, yes. We were Sorry. raunchy, though. Yes, we were very, uh, there was no um, uh, filter. Filter. Good job. <laughs> yes, exactly. There was no filter. So I'm sorry, I did just join and I heard the pee on the tile and I had a. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Lisa did, you, Lisa, did you think she was talking about her husband? I did not. I did not. I did not actually because I met him and he seemed very reserved. So <laughs> I didn't think it was him peeing on the toilet on the tile. But when, I was hoping it was the dog. Well, yes. When, when you when you when you saw him and thought he was reserved, you might have never mind. No! What are you talking about? Never mind. Go for it. He might have been stoned. Okay, okay. Got you. That's so true. Could be. Yeah, it could be a fact. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. He's no Edith. (laughs) Sean is... Sean is very polite normally, though. He's He he really is. Oh, yeah. No, no. I can't say anything bad about... Yes, correct. No, no <laughs> but he did not pee on. I knew it wasn't him peeing on the tile. Oh, good. We could say something bad about him, but he'll probably hear this podcast later. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually looking forward to it. He's um. So, Lisa, let me catch you up to speed. Please. We were talking about COVID nineteen and the changes that have happened to us during this time and I was just confiding into everybody that I'm less codependent 
which means that I don't need validation from everyone that I meet. And I was doing that secretly. I didn't know. Right. Okay. Yes. So that was one of the biggest changes was that I'm staying in, I'm doing my thing. I'm cleaning my house, paying my bills, taking care of myself, going to the gym, take, you know, working out, um, that kind of thing. I found myself. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. And all this may I have to applaud that. There's a positive. Absolutely. Exactly. And Adam, all this, you, yes, there's a positive. Yes. Amen. Just a FYI, I have a friend with me. She is a business owner. Her name is Mary Ellie. And so she will be listening in and maybe contributing, but just want to like give you guys a heads up. Welcome. Welcome. More the merrier. Thank Hello. you. Thank you very much. I'm here listening and I'm uh, happy to hear that there are some positive outcomes with this whole COVID situation because for the most part I hear negatives and to hear that your codependency has um, gone away because of COVID, I mean, that's something to celebrate. So congrats. Well, I think it's always kind of in the background, (laughs) right? And I have to kind of go, hey, I don't need validation for that. I can decide. I don't have to text my husband every time I eat. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't need to know. I pooped. (laughs) You just don't text him that you pooped. You just don't have to text him. I pooped. Yes. I pooped. (laughs) TMI. What is it called? Wait. BMI? BMI is that what it is? No, no, wait, wait. no movement information. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you tell me. You're the nerd. I'm the hairstylist. I can say poop. <laughs> Nurses say poop a lot too. Yeah. I thought they said fuck you a lot, but <laughs> okay. So I'm just kidding. Moving Go on. Uh, who else? Uh, you know, I I gave my two cents. Who else has something that COVID really opened their eyes about? I can go. Um, So for me, it made me more self-sufficient because I was sort like, I mean, I was stuck at home. My boyfriend and I both have elderly immunocompromised parents and we agreed to stick by the CDC guidelines and we stayed away from each other for two months. And that'll really test a relationship when you're not touching each other and you have to have dates on, you know, Netflix online. And, (laughs) um, but just definitely more self-sufficient. I learned, I taught myself how to lift weights. I taught myself how to make sushi. I taught myself how to do my own toes. Um, I got a puppy, which definitely gave me, you know, a huge amount of responsibility. Um, I started writing again. I transformed my body. Um, you know, there was so much that I gained from it. Um, I got introduced to a 12 step fellowship that I really had never thought of before simply because I was listening to podcasts because I was home. 
And, uh, you know, it was just, I was very future focused beforehand. I was very like, you know, couldn't stay in the moment. And then all of a sudden during the pandemic, it was like, we, all we have is the moment, you know, like we don't know if there's a future. We don't know if we're going to get sick. We don't know what happens when we leave the house. So, for me, it taught me to be self-sufficient and it taught me to, to just stay in today, just to be way more, you know, stay in today and just to slow the fuck down, you yeah. know, because everything was so oh, yeah. jam-packed schedules, jam-packed everything, you know, and it just, it just totally slowed my shit down, man. And, um, Good for you. Yeah, totally great. I, it was a wonderful experience for me. It's been a great two years and I, have nothing but great things to say about it. I made friends over Zoom uh, meetings that I would never have made before in places like Australia That's and so Berlin and all of these things. So yeah, dude, can't can't say enough good things about my time right? during the pandemic. That's a great point. Yeah, it got rid of the I gotta. Mm-hmm. Right, living the gotta. Moment. I stopped doing that. I don't, I don't do that even with my bills. You know, I haven't worked in a month and they'll get the money when they get it. Exactly. Bills who? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Bills who? Like it, it, nothing matters. Like you get bills and it's just like, okay, well, whatever you can wait. I have to wait for everything. You can wait too. I I'm there with that. I can relate to that. Definitely. Cool. When I was, financially challenged um bill collectors would call me you know and i would tell them look i put my bills in a pile and it on payday i close my eyes and pull one out and that's the one i pay and i do that until i'm out of money i said if you keep bothering me i won't even put your bill in the pile (laughs) amen That sounds good to me, Nikki. That's so good, Nikki. Oh my God. Yeah. I I had one call me the other day and I literally picked up the phone and I said, you guys keep calling me. You're not getting a dime. Take me off your list. Like that was good for you. Cause I don't have it. I I can barely pay for fucking the dog. Got to go into daycare because I'm going back to the office. That's five hundred and sixty nine dollars yeah. a month. Right. Yeah. Everything has gone me, up. It's ridiculous. like I've got, yeah. like if I've got fucking extra money to throw at anything, mm-hmm. I assure you, it is not collections. Right. <laughs> <laughs> high five! If I can give you a high five, I'll, high five. I'll, I'll get my fucking toes done or buy a sex toy. Oh but I'm God, definitely I not giving you. it to collections. I love you. Oh my Girl. God. Amen. Talk about it more. (laughs) Well, most of Americans are in that same position. Think about it. You know, absolutely. Inflation, everything is so expensive. Everything has gone up and we can't pay our bills. Rent has gone up. Yes. Incredibly, unbelievably high. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are not working. People are still getting unemployment. I mean, this is just a shit show, basically. It's financially absolutely like it's interesting you brought that up the only thing um that i have to complain about in regards to what has happened in the past two years is 100 percent the inflation i mean 
the gas prices and the food prices the and food everything prices. it yeah. just it's just it's just obscene i don't everything. have the same money that i had two years ago you know i nope. can't say the same way i was able to two years ago hmm. it's ridiculous but our income hasn't been raised it, either. It, yeah, exactly. no, it, Everything's gone up, but our income has. Or at least mine. I don't know about no, it. No, nobody has gone up because everybody's suffering from the same thing. Gas prices are way up. Food prices are way up. People cannot afford the same way of living that they were living before. Nope. So what are we going to do about it? How do we fix it? Right. Here, can I make a suggestion? Because sure. this is what I've chosen to do is Dollar Tree is good. Oh, sorry, it went up to one twenty five. It's not even a dollar anymore. <laughs> dollar Tree. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that was my one twenty five. Now it's so, the dollar and a half store. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fuck your dollar store. <laughs> well, here here's the suggestion that I have. It's. We don't have to be oppressed. We don't have to choose oppression. We don't have to be in a W-2 situation. There are millionaires at the age of 21 because they know that if they market themselves, which a lot of them have done. Thank you, Kardashians, right? So they're, they're TikTokers. There are people that are doing um, life coaching and things of that nature and putting out their own education. But what about the people that are just working as plumbers? You know what I mean? Like It's a new world, my my friend. Yeah, but we're still going to need plumbers and we're still going to need firefighters and we're still going to need construction workers. So it's not just about the... But they don't have to do that job is my point. My point is... So then who's going to do that job then? Who is going to do the job of a plumber who needs to... Think about it. Why do you need a plumber? Because you didn't learn how to plumb yourself. Are you there? So why do you a Kardashian? Because I didn't learn to a Kardashian myself. I mean, honestly. No, 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 no. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're any less of a person. I'm saying that, like for me, I'm learning all fix it stuff myself. No, I, I'm not going to learn to plumb. Oh, my, I love YouTubers. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know YouTube has taught me a lot, but I mean, we still need plumbers. We still need construction workers. But you can't make we them still... be construction workers and you can't make them be plumbers. Why would I not make them do well, that? Well, no, we can't. You're right. You, we can't. But as a hairstylist, I have clients. Yeah, there who... are trades that shouldn't exactly, have to where everybody die. feels like that they have to go to college. Yeah. Nobody has to go to college. Like, no. not everybody is. Um, Meant for college meant for or college. meant for TikTok so or meant to be a Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's what I tell my clients. I'm like, let your kids decide where they want to go. They have to go to school. I'm not saying that they shouldn't go to college. I'm just saying there's also many trades. Can you imagine here in Florida, electricians? I have no idea what they make. Electricians, that's right. I have no idea what they make. There trades. are so many trades. The only problem is inflation right now. We were living fine two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, what happened in two years? It wasn't the Kardashians. It wasn't the no. TikTok. You know, right. I, what, electricians, we still had plumbers, we still had hairstylists, and we should still have them coming forward and moving forward. But what what is society doing 
like I'm a nurse. Okay. What is society doing to create um, safety in that job? There's like no, right now, nurses up. are the most overworked. That's me. Yep. People mm-hmm. on this planet right now, and they're not paying us more money. And I can tell you right now, I'm not going to want to do this for the rest of my life because I'm tired of people cussing me out and treating me poorly because I'm not doing things the way they think. Expect. I, yeah. Right. Exactly. So you're, you're a nurse. Like, what do they know about your job? You know what I mean? So if they expect something, they can go somewhere else. Let's make nursing more of a job that people want to do. Maybe. But they're not going to do, do that. So what I have to do is I have to create a different life for myself, which that's the it's whole point. Well, why would you create another life when you are a nurse and you're getting paid very well? to? Oh, no. Oh, who told you that? Who told you (laughs) I got paid very well? I mean, are you a registered nurse? I am a licensed practical nurse. But that, I mean, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the pay. It's not the pay that's the problem. It's the work that's the problem. It's that I'm working with 25 patients sometimes 30 if i'm lucky i i'm i'm getting 25 it's not what you get the problem is not what you're getting paid i mean i thought that's what the whole thing was about getting paid if you if you just i'll just finished okay so the work is so hard that it doesn't matter how much they pay me because if I'm doing CPR on a guy and he's dying, I literally lose that patient. And then 20 minutes later, I have to go and I have to pour medications for 25 to 30 people. And then I've got somebody who's in respiratory distress and I have to call a doctor and I have to get new orders and pain medication. And sometimes I have to send them out to a hospital. And then on top of that, I might get time to pee. I might not. So it might be a good hour or two before I get a bathroom break. And then there's maybe there's not the medications that I need for a certain patient who's going into cardiac failure. You, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how much you pay me an hour. That kind of stress, stress. ongoing yeah. stress, continuously nonstop is killing me overworked and underappreciated so that's maybe that's maybe not the job for you then that's right that's all for the nurses yeah i mean there are well i I understand but there are registered nurses that you know like a registered nurse obviously gets paid more than a practical nurse my mother is a practical nurse in puerto rico she doesn't get paid shit okay right okay it's completely i'm sure you get a lot more money than my mom gets paid she doesn't complain about it. I wish she would complain about it because I think it's bullshit. But a registered nurse here in this country gets pretty good money. So maybe but not for the work that they do. But not for the work that they do because I work with registered really, nurses what do you really, all day what do you long. Really, what do you really want to get paid for what the work that you do? You love what you do. Don't you love what you do? You want to help people. You want to be there for Not people. anymore. I don't. Then that's, what I'm t- that's why I'm saying maybe you need to change your no, job. 
But Man, there's a lot of nurses, even with me as a hairstylist, I have a lot of nurses, registered that, nurses that are, that are the same thing. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to have to do this and they don't want to have to do that. And it's overwhelming how many hours they have to put in. Even our friend, Nancy, who has everybody in her position who's short staffed are paid more above and beyond and that's got to do with the government what they've done with covid and just making this whole situation even more than it needed to be you know maybe that's what it what it is may i, I interject to... something yeah um we we have a lot of discussion going on here and i'm not i don't mean to be critical but we're not coming up with any solutions Correct. I have a solution. I don't know how to go about it, um, but I, I have one possible solution for the nursing crisis. Nurses don't have unions, not in Florida anyway. Mm-hmm. Nurses need unions. They need strong unions. Is that not illegal here in Florida? It's not. It's not illegal. Okay, well, that, then that should be a thing because I know I came from New York. I remember in New York, the unions were such a big thing. The, the, take for example the the police unions. They're so successful because they're so strong. It's they make it almost impossible to fire a cop, mm-hmm. let alone persecute one, uh, prosecute one for wrongdoing. Um. They're very, they're the most powerful unions in the country. And if I knew how to do it and had the resources to do it, I would be starting it now. Even though I'm 70 years old, I would be helping these nurses start a union so they can start to correct this bullshit that's happening to them. Correct. To stand around and let bullshit happen to us and not do anything about it is just as much our fault as it is the people who are doing it to us. Now, if you could pick, like, let's say you could do your dream job, like you could design your dream job and it's not stressful or it plays to your strengths and all that good stuff. What would you do? Like, what would you, if you could create it, if you had a magic wand um, and you could, you could do it, start your own business, whatever it is, like, what would you do? It would. Okay. So it would be exactly what I'm doing now. Right. With the podcast and TikTok and, and um, like just meeting new people. And um, then in the side off off on the side i would do airbnb and i want to have an rv park hmm. with a petting zoo <laughs> <laughs> i love it see yeah. that's that's doable it's it takes some capital to do something like that um and it takes some business sense to do it. but you have it you know you have the the business sense end of it you just have to sell yourself to somebody that can offer you the capital. Yep. Business plan well, and investor. The Airbnb is supposed to be the capital for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, getting an equity line of credit for here will be the money for the RV park. Mm-hmm. So I've already got all of that nice. in the perks. Um, 
Percolate. There's a gentleman, a YouTuber named Brian Tyler Cohen. Um, he's really young. He's 20 something. He, uh, he does um, a YouTube video every day. Wears a suit, looks really sharp, keeps his hair done, you know, and everything. Um, probably has a good hairdresser. Um, he's very, he's very good looking, which doesn't hurt a thing. He's very well. Uh, What's his name? Brian Tyler Cohen. He's on YouTube. Um, he's been interviewing people like Elizabeth Warren, um, hmm. and I think he even interviewed Bernie Sanders one time. Today, his video came out. He interviewed President Joe Biden. And this is what he does. He's, this is his livelihood. And he's very good at it. He's one of the best. And he created this job. Like you said, he created this position for himself. You know, he, he knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it. And he does it. He does it very well every day. Oh, wow. He's an inspiration. And you go go watch him sometime. Go watch when the podcast is over. If you have time, go out to YouTube and look up Brian Tyler Cohen. It's C-O-H-E-N. He's the, the guy is brilliant. And he's just a kid. And um, um, there's another lady called Politics Girl. She's a YouTuber. Um, she's starting to get some attention. Um, she's brilliant. She knows what she's talking about. She's very well educated. She's uh, an immigrant. She's not even a Native American. I'm not Native American. That's stupid. She's, uh, <laughs> she wasn't even born here. And she cares and knows more about this country than, than almost anybody that was born here. Um, and she's, you know, she'll get a foothold and she'll start making money doing this. And I'm not saying that, you know, yeah, let's all go be YouTubers. I'm not saying that. Um, but we have to find our, our passion, whether it's being a hairdresser or being a nurse. or and, and sometimes a nursing career is just over any career, you know. Right. I went to college for five years to get a career that I lasted for 15 years. Hmm. It was over. It was done. And I knew it was over. Because I couldn't get hired anymore because I was too old. Mm. So that's when I went to nursing school. And I probably didn't have any business doing that. You're a nurse too. But I wasn't a nurse for very long. Um, okay. We got disconnected there. Hey, sorry about that. Everybody did. It, ha it happens. It happens. All right. Yes. So, new subject. Like, can we redirect the focus? Even oh, though, yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. it got a little uh, scary. Nikki, did I break it? No, I don't know <laughs> what happened, girl. Nikki was dropping some knowledge, and it set everything on fire, and then the podcast imploded. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki was right. like, Nikki right. was handing out wisdom from the mountain of Nikki. And it just there was there was too much. It was too it was too powerful and too much magic for the little tiny anchor system to take. That's what happened. We blew it up. <laughs> we needed it. We we'll go it. with you. that. How about it? Thank you, universe. <laughs> See that's yeah. that's how much power we have. 
Oh my goodness. I guess oh. like if I had like a subject is, or, or if I had a, a whatever, like I absolutely adore my job. I love my job so much. The fact that I have to return to the office is like really it's it's scary. It's 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 scary. Um it's it's got an end in sight because once I reach my three years, which will be June of next year, then I can come home. Like I have that option. The only reason I'm getting sent back is because of that stupid rule. Is that if you if you have less than three years invested in the company, you cannot stay home. So oh, okay. yeah. Exactly. That so makes sense. It didn't make sense before. So it's just kind of, it, it feels like, oh, like I'm being punished. And it's like, no, because it's a corporate policy. This is not like we're targeting Aaron. It's like, no, this is a corporate policy. But I will tell you, ladies, now I am terrified I will not last a year. Aaron? Oh, don't do that to yourself, though. Because I'm so used to being at home. I'm so used to having my own schedule and my peace Mm -hmm. and my stress management. I mean, when I went to the doctor recently just to do my checkup, like she, she noticed, she was like, you haven't been sick in two years and you have not had severe depression in two years. And I was like, yeah, because I work from home. (laughs) Right. Right. Aaron, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Is there any way, any conceivable way that the work that you do, you could go into business for yourself doing it? The only way that would be possible is if I got hired on by like a corporation or something, because the type of job that I have is an email gatekeeper, which means that the emails that come into the company, I research them and then I build cases for each one of them. And so I handle probably between 80 and a hundred emails a day. I'm very good at my job. Uh Um, But yeah, unfortunately it's not like a, like, like I'm a skilled opera singer and a screenwriter, you know, like I have my creative outlets, right. But this is just like a thing that I fell into. I taught myself how to do it. I created the trainings for it. It's my baby. Uh And so it's, it's like, I don't want to go fucking be 42, 40, well, 41 and a half, but 41 years old and have to, you know, do the call center thing again or, or have to, you know, start from scratch again. Like I like this. It's just going to be, you know, a pain in the ass for a year, both, both financially and stress, stress wise, just the driving, you know, um, or having to put on pants you know kitty you want to give us some two cents absolutely (laughs) yeah (laughs) i need some kitty girl oh well erin um you had made a a really good point I, i can resonate with not wanting to go back because um i did something a couple of weeks ago that I was like, I'm not going back to the corporate. I'm not, I, I will not go back. I refuse. And I had a pair of shoe cor- uh, my comp- uh, corporate shoes. Okay. Right. We have corporate clothes, right? Right. Yes. And I had a pair of pants and a pair of shoes that I still had in the closet and I was looking at them and I'm looking at them and I'm like, no, you mm-hmm. cannot make me go back because it's safe. Right. Going back safe to a safe 
place job. And as you guys know, I got fired a year and a half ago. And it was the last thing that um, we're talking about the pandemic, right? How did we come Mm -hmm. out? How are we coming out of this? And I've always been afraid, always been afraid of being fired. And the universe went, there you go. Now you don't have to be afraid anymore. So I learned a lesson with the pandemic, right? My mom died, the pandemic, the, the pandemic started, I got fired. Like it, it's just chaos, just chaos. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows what's going on. Mm. And it taught me to stop being afraid as you guys, I mean, you guys know who I, what I'm like now. So I'm mm-hmm. sure you would not recognize me 18 months, 24 months ago, the person <laughs> that I used to be coming out of this. I feel like I have some sort of survivor's guilt like, mm. why am I coming out better? Karen, mm. mm. we're talking about coming out better. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't. I, I don't feel so alone in this because it was hard for me to say it. I can't believe I'm coming out smarter. I'm coming out stronger. I'm coming out um, into my own, right, at 52 and never asking permission again. I'm coming out of the pandemic like that. And I'm like, this is so weird. Mm -hmm. I felt, I feel guilty for coming out this way, but I know that the universe has a plan for me and I have to follow it. And if I don't, I'm going to regret it. And as scary as it is, I am putting myself out there forever. And I, and I get scared sometimes that you need to go back into the corporate office. You need to go back and do, I don't need to do shit. What I need to do is follow my passion and follow my calling. And the universe is not going to let me down. It is going to provide what I need and the people, as long as I keep moving, I will start meeting them. I will start getting to the places I need to go. But if I stop, I'm never going to get there. Mm -hmm. So Aaron, I'm telling you, girl, I'm telling you, you do what you got to do, but you got to find that escape route. You got, you have to do it. Got it. Okay. It's it, hard work, but it's it, hard. It absolutely hard work. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, if I didn't worth it, <laughs> if I didn't, if I you know, if I hated my job, and trust me, I am the queen of call center jobs. I have been, I have been fired, let go, walked out, Jerry Maguire did, whatever, like <laughs> you name it, I've done it. Um, so to have found something where it was like a fluke and you know, it was like, I, cause I refused. I was like, I'm not going on the phones. I don't care what you say. Like I'll, I'll do anything. I will literally take a pay cut. So I do not have to go on the phones and you know, and they were like, okay, you know, so, um, you know, they, they really have worked with me, but I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just like thinking about it. Have and you I'm thought like, about consulting? Say that again. Have you thought about being a consultant? Um, I wouldn't know the first place to start with that. <laughs> and, and that's okay. That's no, that's a, that's a fair answer right there. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nope, it was just definitely. something that crossed my mind. Since you're saying that, that you love doing that, correct? That I do. I love, I, I like weird, you know, search and find stuff. Like I like when they send me stuff and I'm just, and they're like, well, we don't know how to do this. And I'm like, I do, you know, like I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to go back to IT because it's a very male dominated environment and I've had a lot of sexual harassment and that type of stuff. So like, I wouldn't want to go back to IT even though I have 
experience. But like, I don't have a degree. I don't have certifications. I don't have any of that shit. I went to college for an hour. You know, I am qualified to do very little. But like this particular job, I love it. You know, so it's kind of like, all right, she's a W now at this point. Um, I mean, I'd love for my screenplay to get, you know, to to get some traction. Like, I would love to be able to have that. And Hell yeah. You know, right? but of course, you know, in the state of Florida, it's not exactly optimal to be like, it's just not, we're not a, we're not a film state, you know, it's not like living in California or anything like that. So can yeah. I interject? I, I feel like I need to add some sense in here because that's what oppression is. Oppression is when we believe that we're not you know, oh, this isn't a film state. Well, I've got a friend um, who owns ground up films here in Florida. And maybe I can get him to look at your screenplay. I don't know. I haven't talked to the Mm -hmm. guy in a long time. But the whole point of uh, all these books I'm reading and Kitty being on our podcast and is I just believed I just believe, look, I'm going to write Kitty. I'm going to see if she, you know, she's a human being, you know, just like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. She's just, her voice is heard. It carries like, you know, um, a bird through the wind. It's just, it's got a little more gust underneath her wings. Right. So I, that's what I did. I just put forth that little bit of effort and I believed in myself and every day I believe in myself just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where and, it huh? That's where it starts. That little, you know, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that until something, right. Until something sticks. Right. And until you know, I, I appreciate you for doing that because you you messaged me, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know who this is, but <laughs> something I said resonated with her. And then with the world that we live in, we kind of have to be cautious. But at the same time, trusting myself that for, you know, for whatever reason, the universe said, reach out to her. And, and, and I do believe that there are people set up in our lives for a reason. Right. And right. I said, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Nobody has ever asked me to be on their podcast before. So thank you. Thank you, Edith. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, you Edith. You're, you're the only person that's ever asked me to be on a podcast. Oh, you're both and great. And then you asked me to come back. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't scare Ethan Aaron off. Like, yeah, yeah, Kitty, she so asked passionate. me to come back after the first time too, so we didn't ruin it the first time. <laughs> well, it's not even about ruining it, is it? Are you? Do you guys resonate with people? Mm-hmm. And you both do, and you have a voice, and the things you say, like Nikki and you and the codependency thing. How many people are willing to admit, hey? I'm 
like I thought, oh God, you guys, I thought I had it going on. I thought I look at me, I'm so woke, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm codependent, motherfucker. <laughs> and you're code I can spot a code another codependent a mile away. But girl, let me tell you, your codependency is very subtle looking at it from the outside in. You hide it really well. You're... Yeah, but I think for me, I didn't even realize, you know. Well, you I'm hid like... it from yourself. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can resonate with that big time. Yeah, I'm grateful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and and speaking your truths and helping people become more aware and just like um lisa and her friend were saying about COVID 19 it's really affected people in Mm -hmm. you know it's affected it's affected us in a way where we've grown Mm -hmm. but those two were spot on when they said the rest of the world is coming from this place and that's we need a plumber we need a nurse. Mm-hmm. We need a this. We need a that. Mm-hmm. And I get it. But the truth of the matter is those people are like private plumbers are charging over a hundred dollars an hour now. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah, you may not want to do the plumbing yourself, but if you're working a W2 job, then you're going to have to think about it. Or suffer the consequences of doing, you know, having the plumber come out and you get a bill for $600 that you're not going to like, you know, and same with food. My husband and I are, we're going to start growing our own food. Mm -hmm. Being more efficient. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, and what, and what's wrong with learning how to plumb your, your own things What my, I'm going to tell you right now, my partner uh youtubed um the the uh, the furnace and he bought a 20 dollar part and he fixed our furnace for 20 bucks wow because he took the time right because we were both unemployed like (laughs) we're just like what are we going to do we don't have three thousand dollars you know right and he did the research and he looked at a lot of videos he read a lot of things he's like okay this goes to this this goes to that Uh, Step one, if this is working, then go to step two. Like he has self-taught himself so many things in the last two years, fixing his Jeep, fixing things around the house. I mean, he has learned, he has saved us so much money. Yeah. Because he was like, you know what? I can do this. And he did. (laughs) And you know how good that made him feel. That's priceless. Absolutely. Nobody wants to feel helpless and then have to give money that you don't have right credit cards and because i don't because i'm not gonna because i'm not gonna research or even attempt to try to do this Mm -hmm. you know that fear that self-doubt that keeps us from moving forward i i i I don't even want to get into this (laughs) no but you're right i stopped coloring my hair I stopped coloring my hair because every time I went, it was like four hours in the chair. And my hairdresser, God bless him, he's a very codependent human being. 
he needs validation nonstop. And if you, if you say the wrong thing or whatever, God bless him. If he's listening, um, he gets very upset at me and I can't, I can't be responsible for people's emotions anymore. If you get triggered when you're around me and vice versa, if I get triggered when I'm around you, it's on me when I get triggered Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and vice versa. If, if he gets triggered while he's around me by something that I say that is completely benign, but in his mind, he perceives that it's an insult. I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. And that's why the, the anonymity, the fixing my own stuff and wanting to do a podcast and wanting to do an Airbnb and wanting to do a bus and all of these things is so I have more control over my own life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We get tired of carrying other people's things. We have enough of our own pain that we have to carry around and I'm trying to work through and not carry it anymore. I think we get to a point where we're just like, I, I choose not to carry yours anymore <laughs> as well. So right. we're just going to stop right here because I can't do it anymore. There was a, a show with Tammy Faye Baker. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like a reality show years and years ago with Tammy Faye Baker. And she was talking about how if you killed someone, you had to carry their, their dead body on you. And you carried that body on you until it killed you. Right. And I have carried that for a long time because I didn't understand what she was saying. Right. Right. I carried so many people's things, what they put on me, what I, what I let them put on me. Mm -hmm. And over the last two years, I've been able to let go of so many things that I'm like, I don't want to be the owner of this anymore. Yeah, your personal garbage. No. Yeah, it's a form of codependency. That's that's how you did it. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody does it differently, and that's how you you did it. And it sounds like you did it pretty well. Um, And you you are also very effective at um, getting it under control. Um, Carrying other people's stuff around to the point of, of breaking your back is a form of hoarding. Oh, okay. I can, uh, I can understand that. It gets heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah, it does. And and we collect more and more and more of it until we just can't do it anymore. We can't take it anymore. And we just, um, we crash, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we just, I freaked out. I, when I realized I, I couldn't handle it anymore, I just freaked out and crashed. And, uh, they had to lock me up <laughs> overnight. See, but do you see what that does to you, though? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, with me, it was, and, and this isn't recent, guys. I don't want you to think this is recent because now it's like I'll send a text and I forget about it. Mm-hmm. Whether you text me back, that's fine because mm-hmm. people are busy. I'm grown now. Mm-hmm. I understand. Everybody's got a life. I also understood. I was so pleased with the turnout of how many people showed up for the podcast Mm -hmm. and Lisa and her friend. And it was amazing just to hear all the voices. But um, for me, years ago, when my husband and I first got together, if I didn't hear from him, 
then I thought he was cheating or he was, you know, my mind went to these really dark freaking places. Mm -hmm. And it's just not necessary. If somebody is cheating on you, you don't need to be with them and they'll show their ass soon enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. They'll 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 catch themselves. Right. Yeah. So I love you both. I cherish you with all my heart. I'm truly grateful for this episode. And uh, right now we'll be signing off. I'm going to have to reconnect with the other two ladies because I think what happened is there were so many people on the podcast, it busted. So um, I'm going to do it. Yeah, we blew it up, girls. (laughs) (laughs) We feel pretty good. I like how that happened. Yeah. So stay naked. That's... um, Aaron Dawn's new phrase that we're going to start using when signing out. Stay naked. Stay naked. <laughs> nice to meet you, Kitty. Nice to meet you, Nikki. I hope we get to do this again. Edith, thank you so much, as always. Always a pleasure. Always. Absolutely. Always. We'll be doing it again. Stay Bye. tuned. All right. Bye. Bye. So thank you for listening to the show tonight on COVID-19. And these are the questions that will be uh, attached to the end of the podcast. What is the strongest emotion you have felt in the past 24 hours? Myself, Edith, I cried last night when my husband took me to the Florida Orchestra And they played the Star Wars theme music written by John Williams, who is now 90 years old. It was amazing. Erin Dawn, she felt love when her dog Murphy climbed up on her pillow and sighed. Kitty was anxious and excited, and I like to tell myself it's because she had the podcast tonight. And Krista felt sadness and frustration over her job and her dog. If you were a piece of food, what would you be? Is the next question. Edith would be a piece of cake. Aaron Dawn would be Cuban bread. Kitty would be a roll from the Roadhouse restaurant in Colorado. And Krista would be a piece of pizza or some kind of creamy pasta. What time of day are you? Well, Edith is 420. We don't need to tell you what that is. Aaron would be early morning. Kitty would be sunrise when everything is fresh and renewed. And Krista would be a late morning person. She gets up at 1130 and that's when she's feeling her groove. What is something you miss? Edith. Disney 10 years ago, Aaron Dawn misses concerts for the obvious reason of being around people and listening to music. Kitty likes sitting by the ocean. And Krista misses people being good to each other randomly. What is a sound you love? Edith? I love the sound of the birds outside my window. I live on a preservation, so I hear them singing all day. Erin Dawn, Murphy's breath in her ear. 
Kitty, people laughing out of pure joy, and Krista loves the sound of herself humming and singing. Please look for these questions. They'll be attached to the podcast in the bio. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time. Stay naked.